0: jazz cast pros at night i can't sleep and in the morning i can't wake up hello my sleepy-eyed friends i'm often asked what my best sleep tip is and i find it to be a loaded question as there isn't a one-size-fit solution for everyone the answer is it depends tell me about your sleep and i'll tell you where to start in today's episode i want to do just that Maybe you're realizing that the norm for you has become feeling tired more than rested. Maybe it takes all your effort not to just stay in bed. Maybe you're dragging throughout the day and finding yourself over-caffeinating and relying on coffee or energy drinks to get anything done. Or maybe you've tried a variety of supplements that you found during your late-night scrolling sessions, promising to give you full-on energy or follow the advice of a coworker or family member with no avail, but still feel stuck in a brain fog, and it started to impact your life in every way. Besides not having the energy to think straight or feel present in your life and work, you've started to gain weight or suddenly you have bags under your eyes, your eating habits have gotten worse, or you've straight stopped doing any kind of physical activity that doesn't involve plopping yourself onto the couch. If you can relate to any of these and you're tired of feeling tired, join me today so we can do something about it. We'll explore the first steps to take Key areas to investigate, and how to embark on a path to more energetic days. Welcome back to the Doze Podcast, the short and sweet of what you need to know to transform your sleep. I'm your host, Soda Kuchkowski, your trusted sleep coach and guide to help you optimize your day so that you can take back your night. I want to start by acknowledging that there's a difference between feeling tired and chronic fatigue. Fatigue is more persistent, it's constant, and it's lingering. It's essentially running on MD, and it's a signal from your body that something's off balance. So today, I want us to focus on how to listen to that signal, what it might be telling you, and what you can do to hit reset and get yourself back on track. Knowing how to tell the difference is important for understanding your health and deciding when it's time to seek medical care. It's really important to know if you're just experiencing normal tiredness or if it's something more like chronic fatigue. This will help you figure out how to take care of yourself and when you might need to see a doctor. Usually, normal tiredness comes from stuff that we know, things like working out a lot, being overscheduled, feeling stressed, or not sleeping well. And you can usually fix it by doing things like getting enough good sleep, eating well, drinking plenty of water, and handling your stress better. But fatigue, on the other hand, can be more complicated and may be associated with chronic conditions such as chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, or autoimmune diseases. It also is not relieved just by rest or sleep. There are some medical sleep disorders that also have similar symptoms to chronic fatigue syndrome. So if you find that you're sleeping excessively and with no relief, or if you're constantly falling asleep at times when you shouldn't be, it's time to get checked out. You want to take a look at what may be going on. The first step to evaluate yourself may be to get a sleep study. As a reminder, we do now offer a multi-night home sleep test, and I'll drop a link in the show notes. I added this to our services because you can test right in the comfort of your home, over a 30-day period, so that you can get a clear picture of what may be going on. The truth is, our sleep varies from night to night, and tracking it over time will help you better understand your patterns and what disruptions may be present. Also, with our testing option, you can get a medical diagnosis at home and a prescription for therapy if needed without those added visits to a sleep clinic. It's easier and empowers you to decide what you want to do with the results and what path you might want to take to correct your sleep and, in turn, your energy levels. But I wanna pause for a moment to address chronic fatigue. If you're someone who's truly struggling, you can't keep your eyes open, and it started to affect your mental health, your mood, your productivity, and your ability to function, I want you to stop and recognize that you may need additional help. How you're feeling isn't something you may be able to do on your own or that will just go away. It happens to all of us. We overexert and let things go on for too long, and it can manifest into something we have no control over. If you've reached this point, Sleep hygiene, the tips and practices around sleep, can help set you up, but if you've crossed that line, you need to get evaluated to figure out what may be causing it. One of the first important questions that I ask is when was your last physical? Of course, lifestyle, behavioral, and environmental changes can improve your health and how you feel, but leaving something untreated can lead to more serious issues down the road. As a first step, especially if you're someone who does not annually go for one, you may want to. When looking at the underlying causes of sleep problems, Yes, lifestyle and behaviors are the umbrella. Your habits and that framework you follow during the day can lead to sickness or health. But I focus on looking at five different areas. And even if it's multi-component, meaning there are a few things that are going on, it helps me help you understand where to start. And the five are medical, hormonal, nutritional, stress, or environment. While there are many factors that can mess with your sleep, they all fall within these areas. So getting a physical will help you learn if there is a medical or hormonal issue, but it can also let you know if you have a nutritional deficiency and to what degree. You know, this time of year, it's overcast and it's cold. If you're here with me on the East Coast, we get less vitamin D and we need it to support our health in a number of ways. It's estimated that almost half of the American population is deficient, with the highest rates being amongst Hispanics and Black populations. I've mentioned before that I'm Latina. I go for a physical every year, and get blood work every few months to manage an autoimmune disorder that I have. And at my last visit, I learned that despite taking a daily vitamin D supplement, that my levels were still extremely low. So what I thought were symptoms of my condition actually were being caused by lack of vitamin D. My provider advised me to take three times what I was taking and to make sure it also contained K2 to help with absorbency. So knowing where you stand and what your levels are are important to making the right choices for you. When testing for nutritional deficiencies, the important ones are your iron, vitamin D, vitamin B, and magnesium levels. Both nutritional deficiencies and oversupplementing can cause issues. There's research that estimates that 92% of the U.S. population has a vitamin deficiency. But even with that being said, you should only take and supplement, meaning to add to, not in place of, once you know what your levels are. I would say on average that 3 out of 5 clients I see are supplementing with something that's disrupting their sleep because of timing or oversupplementation, or even on medications that have side effects that include sleep disturbances. So if that's you, I'd make sure to communicate that to your physician so they can determine if you should split a dosage, reduce, or substitute it. I believe that pharmacists are also one of the most underutilized resources. They can be a great wealth of information, but when you're picking up your prescription, most people just check the box and walk away. But if you're on any kind of medication and taking over-the-counter supplements, take the time and ask them about interactions and timing. And if you're experiencing excessive fatigue that has been going on for six months or longer, at this annual checkup, I would also make sure to have them check for hormonal imbalances. Things like thyroid imbalances, cortisol fluctuations, and insulin resistance, which can all affect your sleep and energy levels as well. But for those of you who are just feeling tired, maybe it started off as one to two times per week and now is more like four to five times per week or even daily, and you're finding yourself depending more on caffeine and starting to see those constant dips in your energy levels, stay with me to figure out how to hit reset. So first, you must know there is no quick fix. With making changes to your sleep environment, keeping it cool, quiet, and dust-free, can you see immediate improvement? Of course. But if you're looking to really level up, it isn't just about getting lucky from one night to another. It's about making the choices, the conscious choices that keep you there consistently. So when working with clients, they always want to jump right into the solutions, but it isn't that simple. It's an investigative process. The answers lie in the questions. I ask them not just to get background information, but to help you understand yourself and how you work, what will and won't work for you, and to learn what you need to get you where you want to be. We come up with the solutions together so that they're first, realistic, and second, and most importantly, sustainable, so that you can stick to them, and if you fall off course, you still feel empowered to get yourself back on track because you now know what to do. As a sleep coach, I look at your challenges holistically versus addressing specific symptoms as the things you're experiencing can be a direct result of poor sleep. Fix the quality of your sleep, you feel more rested, so you move more or you're reaching for more water, so you're more hydrated. Your hormones are in check, so you make better nutrition choices. It's a fact that when you sleep poorly, that you tend to consume more calories because the hormones that control hunger and appetite start doing the opposite, making you feel hungrier. It's the reason you reach for fast food and sugary treats when you're tired. But it's a temporary fix that often leads to a constant crash and burn cycle. I'm telling you, how well you sleep is connected to everything how you move, how you eat, and how you live. So step one, if you're ready for this change, and what I do when beginning to work with any client is to understand who you are and your readiness for this change. I need to know whether your sleep challenge is recent or if you've suffered for years. I need to understand you as an individual so I can best know how to support you. This was something I practiced when I worked with patients in the sleep clinic and I model and I expanded on when completing additional training in sleep health and coaching. It's what's missed in the traditional healthcare space due to limited training, time constraints, and attitudes about how to care for patients. But I have to say though, I do understand at times the impatience of healthcare providers, because while they don't have the time to spend based on how the system is built, frustration often stems from people not wanting to help themselves or to want a quick solution handed to them. But it takes time to unravel what may be going on. I get calls and emails on a daily basis And my schedule's booked out for months ahead with clients. So, when working with a new client, first I need to know Are you willing to help yourself? Because all the knowledge in the world and any guidance I can provide you won't help you if you don't put it into practice or you don't want to help yourself. Your thoughts, behaviors, and actions can set you up for success or can lead to your failure. I gauge this because depending on your commitment level is the plan we put into place for you. I create it based on your factors your lifestyle, time constraints because of work or family life. I want to see you succeed, so I work to meet you where you're at. Some individuals want the quick fix. They aren't ready, and if that's you, that's fine. You may feel that you don't need additional help or that you can do it on your own. And if that's you, I have an entire list of sleep-enhancing products that can help get you to a better place and make some tweaks to help you improve your sleep. You can go to the to view them. But if you want to truly level up and get good, consistent sleep, More often than not, stay with me. So if you're ready, I have an exercise for you. And at this point, you should probably go grab a notebook or a piece of paper and pen or press pause and jump back into this episode once you can complete this. I want you to take some time to evaluate yourself and ask yourself these questions. Are you ready? What are the specific challenges you are having? Is it taking too long to fall asleep? Are you constantly up throughout the night? Do you sleep enough but always feel tired? In what way is your sleep off? What can you identify that you feel could be getting in your way? Is it your work schedule, responsibilities, stress? Get honest and transparent because this is for you. You can't fix what you can't see. We often have the blinders on for so long, suffering becomes a norm when the solutions are at an arm's length. And next, what is your goal? What are you looking to achieve? And more importantly, why? Knowing why you want to do something is a great motivator when the change that's needed tests you and tries to convince you to give up. It's the cookie and diet scenario. I can't tell you how often I've seen and heard it. You eat one cookie, so it means that you were trying to eat healthier, but then you immediately failed, and any work you've done goes right out the window because you didn't have the willpower to stay the course. But we're human, and to be human means we make mistakes. And furthermore, it isn't about willpower. It isn't always about willpower. It's a combination of psychology and biochemistry, meaning how our brains and our bodies are wired. It's okay to misstep. Every day is a new day to start again and be better than you were yesterday. So write down what you've tried and for how long. Did you stick with it or did you give up after one night? Are you only looking for that quick fix or are you ready to do the work needed to tweak your habits to start feeling more rested? And do you have realistic expectations? If you've struggled with sleep for 15 years, the fix will not be overnight. Of course, you can see improvements in one night with things like adjustments to your environment and cutting back on caffeine, but the root cause of why you've struggled is usually much deeper and will take time to unravel and build a framework that supports more healthy sleep patterns. Asking these types of questions helps me gauge where you are, the level of support you need in the process, and how I can best help you. I also find that most people know what to do and can identify barriers to success, but the struggle is with sticking to it. Some can take the information and make the changes quickly and on their own, while others need more ongoing coaching and those small baby steps. I have some clients that need a weekly check-in or a monthly check-in, while others need, you know, a daily text message. They just want that human connection and reassurance that they can do it and reminder to stay the course. It is different for everyone, which is why I can help get someone on their way in one session where it may take others weeks of coaching. I had a client once that took over a year, but once he was on his way, he felt confident in how to manage sleep challenges when they happened, and he was able to fix them on his own. Setbacks happen to everyone because life is full of disruptors and transitions. We change relationships, jobs, move to new places, and suddenly you find yourself starting over. It can create ripples that can throw you off course, so if you don't acknowledge the adjustments that need to be made, you can keep repeating the same patterns. As I mentioned, some individuals are wired to be more motivated than others. Some need more hand-holding or need the accountability factor. Personally, I do well with keeping myself on tasks, meeting deadlines, But when it comes to something like working out without a partner, I often fall short. I mean, flat on my face. (laughs) I can't do it. I have to tell like 10 people that I'm going to the gym to get myself there. I need that extra layer where I don't want to let someone else down or a cheerleader to get me physically there. But funny enough, I can get myself going with working out at home because I don't overthink it. So it motivates me in a different way. You have to find what path works best for you. Your sleep can be the same way. You may need the reminder, the reassurance to improve it. This is why, despite the access to sleep tips, education, and tools, people continue to have issues with their sleep. There is a statistic that states that 9 out of 10 adults have a hard time using everyday health information that is readily available to them. When it comes to sleep, I find this is because individuals misapply it. They use any sleep tool or sleep aid, melatonin, for instance, because it's supposed to work not understanding how it works by the way, it's a hormone our body produces naturally, and getting enough light during the day will help boost the hormones that help us produce it later on in the evening, which makes it easier for us to feel sleepy when we should be and to sleep throughout the night. Also, you may know what may be affecting your sleep, but you could have the blinders on to your habits, or you may believe some misconceptions about sleep. There are so many, and often new research studies taken out of context make it hard to know what to listen to. For instance, is blue light bad Is blue light bad for sleep? There is so much clickbait out there, but none of it matters unless it's specific to your unique situation, concerns, and goals. Remember that. It's all noise unless it applies to you. Everyone has a different sensitivity to light, but again, it's about circumstances. If you're on a computer all day, working under fluorescent lights, on your phone, watching TV, and finding you can't turn your brain off, yes, we may need to talk about blue light. Because you're more than likely not getting enough natural light, and you're probably sending signals to your brain after the sun has set that it's still time to be awake. Therefore, for you, blue light could be bad. If you're someone with a nice open window at work, taking walks at lunch, keeping the lights low at home, and you're more of a book reader than a phone scroller before bed, sure, blue light may not affect you as much. But I find that most tend to be in the dark when they need light and in the light when they need dark, causing a misalignment that can lead your body to be confused about what it should be doing. Hence, you feel tired when you should be awake and awake when you should be tired. So that is to say, to fix your situation, you need to examine what does your life look like? What are your circumstances or lifestyle? What kind of work do you do? When do you work? Where do you live? What foods do you eat? And what are your stress levels? Do you do anything to manage your stress? Taking into account the details of your life, you can then begin to create a plan for health that includes thinking about how what you eat, how you move, where you lie your head to sleep, and how you manage your stress can all affect the quality of your sleep, which help keep the rest of it in check and in balance. It's that old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you're blindly throwing solutions at a problem hoping one will stick, it's exerting, And most often will not provide you the result or solution that you want. Doing this can also create a vicious cycle that can be more taxing on you overall. Which leads me to my tips and tools of the week. So, first things first, you need to self assess and get straight on what you want and if you're ready to make the changes needed to see an improvement. Review the list of questions I've provided. I'll leave them in the show notes below. Write your responses down. Do you notice any patterns? Do you recognize any triggers or habits? You have to acknowledge, identify, and want to get better before anything will. Second, take a look at your sleep space. Do you have a dedicated space for sleep? Is it setting you up for success? Is it dark, cool, and quiet? Everything in your sleep environment has the ability to strengthen or disrupt your sleep patterns. Your sleep environment is a low-hanging fruit, and it can absolutely make or break your sleep. So I'll be discussing the way to create a perfect sleep sanctuary in an upcoming episode because a high percentage of why you may be waking up may be due to environmental factors. And last, I want you to identify lifestyle factors. But for this week, I want you to specifically concentrate on one. For the next week, I want you to focus on your daily regulation of light. Are you getting enough light during the day and limiting light at night? Getting the right balance of light exposure plays a crucial role in helping regulate your sleep-wake cycles and keeps the hormones that regulate your sleep, stress response, mood, wakefulness, and energy in check, which prevents you from feeling tired. I will provide a link to my Otisync episode below for you to learn how to best regulate light. Taking stock of these things will help provide you the foundation to create the right framework. It will get you thinking in a new way so that you're ready to build a daily framework that will support both your days and nights hope that you have found value in our time together today and that you have found this episode helpful. Please share it with someone who you think could benefit from it. Remember, your journey to better sleep and reduce fatigue is unique. Start by taking the time to learn about yourself. What is important to you? What motivates you? What kind of help do you need? And what's the best way to get you there? Doing this can help you prioritize your sleep so you can watch your energy and productivity soar. Until next time, thank you for listening I'm back every Wednesday with a new episode, ready to share my knowledge and empower you to take control of your sleep. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the Doze podcast. I still have lots to share with you as we work together towards creating solutions around your unique sleep challenges and needs. Until then, remember, you are pure potential if you change how well you sleep.